Welcome to the Daily Detox Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Center, integrative health practitioner, licensed occupational therapist, and your health detective. I'm excited to share with you natural, evidence-based, and effective solutions for achieving wellness. Become educated and empowered to transform your health for a more vibrant and happy life. Well, hello. Welcome to Daily Detox with Steph. I am your host, Stephanie Center. If this is your first time tuning in, thanks for joining us today. You are in good company, I promise. You know, the upsetting thing about podcasts is it's very much a one-way relationship, and I love connecting with my listeners. So feel free to drop me a hello on social media. You can find me on Clubhouse. My handle is Stephanie Center. So my first name is Stephanie with a PH and then Center like in the middle. I know I have a weird name. And you can find me on Instagram at Holistic Stephanie Marie. I was not uh, married when I started my Instagram account. So those are my, <laughs> my two handles. That's where I hang out. And so if you want to chat one-on-one, I would love hearing your thoughts, your feedback. If groups are more your thing, I do have a Facebook group that's dedicated for podcast listeners. It's called, I know you, you guessed it, Daily Detox with Steph. <laughs> Super original. I like to keep things simple so you can find me there. I talk about upcoming guests and topics and you can hang out there, ask some great questions. And who knows, maybe your question will make it on the podcast. I've had some really great questions asked by listeners and I always, I'm just a curious person. And so, yeah, if you have a question about an upcoming topic, please feel free to drop that in the group and we will, we will get that question out there because at the end of the day, you guys, when we know better, we do better. So let's try to get this uncommon knowledge more common. And just to show you guys how much you mean to me. I am literally in the middle of moving. Our apartment is pretty much cleared out. We have just a couple pieces of, you know, large furniture. And that's, you know, what the moving truck will be for tomorrow. But I made sure to leave my mic behind so I could record this episode because it's really important for me to maintain consistency. And I know that so many of you wait for every other Tuesday when a new episode drops and I just could not disappoint you. So um, that's how much this podcast means to me. I, I literally, you know, I don't take any breaks for it. I really try to show up for you guys every other Tuesday so that you can get some really great, great content because that's why I'm here is to help educate and spread the word on functional medicine because it made a profound difference in my life. So And I know I'm not a snowflake. I know I'm not the only person that this is going to help. I am really excited about today's topic. We are going to dive into peptide therapy. And no, I'm not referring to collagen peptides. I'm talking about therapeutic peptides. I've personally used thymosin alpha-1 and thymosin beta-4 while supporting my body and recovering from mold toxicity. And I can tell you from firsthand experience just how powerful they are. It's funny, I was actually just talking with my doctor today and she shared a resource with me that I want to pass along to you. Peptides are in danger of losing their approval from the FDA uh, for nothing short of political, it's all political reasons. 
which is really unfortunate because they help a lot of people and they don't have adverse side effects like medications because peptides are, are natural. So if you want to contribute to preserving peptides and their therapeutic use, I encourage you to visit savepeptides.org and sign the petition. I will, um, I'll go ahead and just link this in the show notes so you don't need to write it down or anything. Stop what you're doing. You can keep going. But if you feel so called to do that, I think peptide users around the, the country will thank you for it. All right, let me introduce today's guest. I have had the pleasure of listening to this physician speak, goodness, dozens upon dozens of times on Clubhouse. And anytime I see he's hosting a room on a topic relating to healthcare, I mean, I just drop what I'm doing and join in. He is a wealth of knowledge and he's so generous with sharing his experience and expertise. His name is Dr. Neil Palvin. And what I I think is really cool about Dr. Palvin, his goal with all of his patients is to optimize their health in the first 60 minutes, uh, first, excuse me, 60 minute visit. That's a pretty bold statement, right? And that's just the kind of guy he is. He is board certified in literally everything, (laughs) in family medicine, anti-aging, regenerative medication, excuse me, regenerative medicine, osteopathic manipulation, functional medicine, craniosacral therapy, and medical acupuncture. Whoo, mouthful, right? That's how curious this guy, I mean, he's just a fantastic doctor. He has helped top executives, Olympic athletes, top trainers, and celebrities optimize their health. Dr. Palvin has been featured in the New York Post, Nutritious Life, Fasting MD, and many other publications and podcasts. Dr. Palvin's practice is based in Manhattan. He also serves clients in multiple states, including Florida, California, Illinois, woohoo, Illinois, New Jersey, and Connecticut over telemedicine. Dr. Palvin uses traditional and alternative treatments to help his patients. I also really like that about him, that he understands the value of both traditional and functional medicine. He doesn't uh, let himself get lost in either one. And patients see Dr. Palvin for his expertise in biohacking and health optimization. In addition to that, if his plate wasn't already full enough, he specializes in helping his patients with hormone optimization, peptide therapy, which we're going to talk about today, nootropics, and natural options for pain relief. He is truly a one-of-a-kind doctor. Please help me in giving Dr. Palvin a warm welcome. Well, hi, Dr. Palvin. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. I've had the pleasure of listening to you speak in many rooms on Clubhouse, and I just feel so, I just leave with so much information. You are so knowledgeable on the subject, and I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about peptides. Glad, for, glad for that to be here. This should be fun. Yeah, I like talking about it. It's a great topic, and people always want to learn more, so... Yeah. So my first question for you, Dr. Palvin, is how, what got you interested in peptide therapy? Probably a, a lot. It became started with the fact that I took it for myself, kind mm-hmm. of like a lot of other things for patients or docs out there. I started taking something called BBC 157, which is kind of the gateway peptide for a lot of people. And I'm like, wow, my pain's diminishing. I have a little more energy. And then I started talking to other docs in the space and then I was, and learning that other docs were kind of using them too. And then we started doing 
the deep dive into more of the research and then finding that there are more and more coming out and how to use them for each individual kind of, we call like a bucket. Um, mm -hmm. they, all, they all kind of fit into different buckets and uh, it just ran from there. Awesome. And can you, for the listeners that don't know what peptide therapy is and are thinking that you're talking, we're talking about vital proteins or something, can you explain just at a basic level what peptide, peptide therapy is and what purpose it serves? Sure. Yeah. I'm getting good at this one. Uh, yeah. Peptides <laughs> are a combination of amino acids. They could be anywhere from like five amino acids to a couple hundred. And they work on either a specific hormone or a specific gene or a specific enzyme pathway or hormone pathway to achieve a pretty much a specific goal. They can be used for a lot of different things. It could be for, we use it for recovery and injury. We use it for weight loss. We use it for hair growth. We can use it for dealing with autoimmune conditions um, and a bunch of other ones I'm sure we may get into at, during the course of the interview. And the other interesting part is that they now can be, in, they're not just injections, they could be pills, they could be cream, they could be nose sprays, sucking candy. So they're, mm. they, they come in different forms for different purposes. Yeah. And it, just in my own research, I, I have not found a, a wide breadth of research about peptide therapy. Is this something, is this a newer treatment, like within the last 20 years or so? Is that why there's, I'm not able to find so much? Or can you speak to that? There's a lot of different questions. There's some are that some aren't. Okay. Um, it depends on, it, it runs the gamut. A lot of them have been studied outside the country because of just research rules and mm. uh, our way our, our government works versus some of the other places. There's a lot more research in Europe and Russia than there is here in the U.S. There's some good studies for most of them. I mean, some have been FDA approved, like something called Tessamorellin has been one, yeah. Thymolin, which is for autoimmunity, has been approved by the FDA. So those have much deeper research. It's the really it was underground for like the last 18 years and the last two years, it's really exploded to be more mainstream therapy in a lot of cases, some more than others. So that's it kind of, uh, but the research is definitely coming. There's more coming in the next year or two. I know all the different, there's probably at least 50 studies that are ongoing for different peptides in different conditions that hopefully we'll get results on in the next year or two. That's wonderful. I always love to, I'm a, I'm an active EBSCO host subscriber and I love to see what's out there and read about, um, you know, how these things affect people. Are you finding that, and I know this is probably a, a broad question because there are so many different types of peptides on, you know, available. Are you finding that there are certain populations that benefit more from peptide therapy or more from certain types of peptide therapy? Who are you? Who are you recommending peptides for? It's kind of flip flop depending. Initially, unfortunately, it was patients who had illness who were finding them first. So either patients, a lot of patients with autoimmune issues or Lyme disease or mold toxicity, because they've tried, they've exhausted a lot of other things that are out there. And the other pop, actually, the three populations. That's the most common. Two or or high end athletes because they'll again they'll that and bodybuilders will find anything to maximize performance. And then it got a little, a big push in the cosmetic space. So anything that's going to help cosmetically is obviously going to, anything new and cool gets oh. a big, big publicity. So th that's kind of the three places it started. Interesting. I didn't even think about cosmetic. Oh, um, yeah. Hmm. 
And are you, I, I know you mentioned kind of earlier on that peptides can be administered multiple ways. I was only familiar with injections until um, I listened to you speak. Do you have a favorite way to administer or is it dependent on the type of pe- peptide or dependent on the type of outcome you're trying to achieve? That's a long, the simple way to answer the question would be for most things, the best way is an injection okay. for patients to self-inject. I mean, unless you're talking about like some of the skin stuff, which obviously cream would work just as well. Mm. Um, and the and the brain, you can definitely do a lot of creams and nose sprays actually to get some of the same benefits. Most cases though, for ease of, for, to make it easier, yeah, the injection is the best and the most bang for the buck over the, the whole spectrum. Yeah. I, and I'm just wondering also, so I have participated in injections myself, which is why I got into this topic. One one maybe frustration that I've had is that, and I've only worked with TaylorMade. I haven't I haven't experienced anybody else. But the peptides sometimes they only last like six weeks or something before they go bad and expire. But you're left with a whole bunch of peptides left. Is that something you experience too? Where like it's maybe not the best bang for your buck because they expire so quickly. Two part answer is a well. First part is discuss when you're left over, discuss with your doctor what your options are. Mm-hmm. It depends on the company. Cause I mean, I know I talked to a lot of the pharmacies that I use. I don't, TaylorMade doesn't really exist anymore mm-hmm. um, for a lot of different reasons. When you talk to the pharmacist, some of it is kind of just political things and there's ways to bend it a little bit, but you want to talk to your the provider who provided them for you. And also depends on the quality of the company that you're using. Yeah. Um, that you And then two, I've learned now, to how to play that game i know if it's gonna if it's gonna last four weeks six weeks eight weeks i know how to how i'm gonna dose it in my head Uh. and i can and i can it's better to go slow and get the one bottle going and then if it works for some the other problem is if you're giving somebody they're paying a decent amount of money for and they don't know if it's going to work or not so either they're going to love it and they're going to want it or they don't want it so I've learned that I will get them started like a, riding a, the, a bicycle with training wheels. Mm-hmm. And then once they, if they're good to go, then I, we can Cover. keep it going as opposed, we, we can order a smaller volume and then we just add on. So it's learning how to play the game with the different companies. Unfortunately, it, it's not that simple as here's your Z pack. And I never, have, we never have to figure this out again. Sure. It's a little more complicated until, but a lot of patients now become very educated. And they'll tell me, I want this, I want that. It lasts me for this long a time. And, that's it. It's kind of funny that people have really mastered it after a while. <laughs> it's kind of, but, and they'll say, I want this, I want this syringe and they're, and they're good to go. And otherwise, wow. but I can, you're, you, those are questions you, if you ask your healthcare provider, those questions, they have no idea what you're talking about. Then you need to find another provider. So mm. there's ways around it. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I have, I've had a wonderful response myself and, and that's um, so Yeah. And, and, and full disclosure, I did a lot of other things on, on top of peptides. So I can't, you know, just narrow down and say, you know, peptides were the, you know, the thing that um, helped me with mold, but certainly I think it it played a role. Do you feel like all peptides are created equal or do you have, what's your opinion on that? You mean covering a company or you mean like BPC is better than something else? Yes. Not, yeah. Not necessarily company to company, but um, type to type. No, there's, there's, there's Kings of the, there's mm. one, definitely ones that are in each category. Okay. Like I said, it's different five or six buckets. If you tell me 
which pep, I mean, I mean, I could, the ones that are just, are really good at what they do, again, BBC 157, Thymus and Beta 4, mm-hmm. CJC, I'm trying to think of one of the other ones that are, uh, Thymus and Alpha 1, those are ones that are just, they're good at what they do. It's not, mm. and then there's other ones, and like uh, one other one that's, you mentioned mold is KPV, which is really good. Hmm. Um, a lot of, but the certain ones are nice add-ons. I tell patients at this point, yeah, this is not going to be like a, a, this is not a, a 10. This is like a three or a four. It's a nice add-on to what else you're doing for whatever you're doing it for, but it's not going to be a home run in what you do. And it, and you kind of learn how to, what the nuances are, but there's a couple that are really good at what they do. And there's some that are, again, nice add-ons. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. And are peptides something that you typically recommend like long-term use or you're just trying to use them to get somebody well i guess that depends situational but what overall what would you say your your use is yeah it depends on what people are using it for no matter what they're not used month they're not used like every month for a year no matter which one you're doing Mm -hmm. you definitely have to be what we call cycled yeah you're going to be on it for a month or three months or four months at a time and then you're coming off of it um no matter what and again, then you said beyond that, it depends what you're using it for. Like I've, a few patients have like a rotator cuff injury they're trying to recover from, they'll do their two months and then they never have to do it again if they don't want sure. to. Hopefully the same thing for somebody who has an autoimmune issue, but it, they can do it for a period of three, four months and then they are never going to do it again. There's some people, unfortunately, who will relapse, will have, they'll have to use it again. It's kind of like, unfortunately, again, I chill out of lime mold. And they mm-hmm. have ebbs and flows to their illness. Some people, again, like anything else, some people, again, are cured, quote unquote. And, and then again, it's the same with people who are doing it for anti-aging. They're doing what we call stacks, which is a combination that together is going to be better than the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, even then, they're doing it for three months or two months, and then they're stopping for six months, and then they're picking up it again, in a, usually like every six months or so. So it depends on, like you said, it depends on what your goals are um, and which ones you're using. And it's, and certain doctors are more aggressive than others. I'm kind of in certain ones I'm really aggressive with certain ones. I say, no, no, it's time to stop after two or three months. Interesting. And here's a more uh, philosophical question that I like to ask a lot of physicians that I interview, because I, I, I struggle with reconciling these two thoughts. So how do you feel about, let's see if I can get my words out right. I struggle with, do you strengthen the host or do you remove the toxic environment? How do you, how do you navigate those two thoughts? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's gotta be both. I mean, I don't think, I mean, with the page, again, if you're talking that unfortunate, the chronic illness or the spoonie or whatever word term you want to, I mean, I can give somebody treatment for mold. I mean, you could do again, KPV or VIP or whatever you're using. If you're not getting rid of the mold or, or a detoxing them, it's only going to work so much well. So any chronic, a simple way to put it, any chronic illness patient, it's a lot of times it's a, it's a combination of initially doing one or two peptides with treating the actual illness, if and then going from there. Or if and again, if somebody just has a, a rotator cuff issue or sure. something else, then obviously you're just treating the issue, but uh, just doing one thing. But in chronic illness patients, it's got to be a combo. Otherwise it's not as efficient and you're spending some money on these things for everything you're doing. And I want sure. to with those type of patients, you want to get on top of things as quickly as you can. They, and also by the time they're seeing me, they've seen seven other doctors and tried five other things. So mm-hmm. I usually need to be more aggressive than most and pull things out of my hat that they may not have used before because they've done 
the basic things either through their regular doctor or they found on Facebook group or whatever it is. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I, I, I get that and I agree, you, you know, you need to, if you're living in that toxic environment, obviously you're just adding insult to injury, but then I also struggle with that, that thought of letting perfect be the enemy of good. I'm in the process of renovating my home right now, which is why I am interviewing you from a closet. And I spend a lot of time and research trying to make my house like 100% non-toxic. And then at the end of the day, I I just have that thought of, you know, if I were a healthy person, I'd be able to tolerate these things. So should I be putting my time and, and efforts into making myself healthier? Or should I be removing all of these potential things that could, you know, paint that could possibly be off gassing versus furniture? And it's just, um, it's a it's a hard line to toe. No, I agree with what you're saying. I understand. Yes, I agree with what, the way you're presenting in that situation. Yeah, it's definitely better just to work on yourself than yet. Yeah, you can't live in a plastic bubble. Yeah. Um, and it, and it's exhausting and and, str- and, that, and again that by itself if you're sitting there and you're causing more sometimes more damage than benefit from what you're doing you got to find that that perfect balance everybody's different yeah um, again if somebody I mean definitely yeah you definitely you definitely got to maximize yourself I could put again I tell you I can give you five peptides two supplements give you a cool IV but if you're eating sugar or mm. having stress or not sleeping that's a waste too. So if you, in that regard, you want to say that you got to fix yourself first and start from the foundation before you start doing peptides or IVs. Cause again, it's only going to be so much then. Yeah. Love that. I love that so much. And another question that I I kind of like to ask everybody um, that I interview is what is something, you know, now, and it can either be about peptide therapy or health in general that you wish you would have known 10 years ago about how to help somebody. Well, it's kind, of, it's kind of a combination of the same flow is that it's definitely a continue, not a continuous word. You need to be able to, it's not just using traditional medicine. It's not just using, here's your antibiotic and your lab tests. It's a, a, the perfect way to be healthy myself is things that are free or low cost. It's again, like I said, it's going to be sleep and my diet and exercise and mobility and mindset. That, I mean, again, I, I didn't even go to my store. Like I was dealing with chronic headaches and until I adapted that part, I was on every medicine known to mankind. I saw every specialist besides a gynecologist and I felt worse rather than better until mm-hmm. I adapted those other things into my health and my life, I didn't start feeling better. So I think that that it's not just about the, the, cool, the new pres- the prescription drug or get or doing steroid, quote unquote, not do, quote unquote, doing steroid injections. Everybody's like, just give me some steroids and I'll feel fine. And that was kind of the old school mentality. Mm-hmm. Now, and nobody really, everybody used to kind of poo-poo an alternative medicine, holistic or wellness. Now, I think and the pandemic, unfortunately, has brought that even to more of a, a point now that you got to work on your own health and the, the lifestyle changes are oftentimes almost more important than okay. just doing the prescription medications and things like that. Well, and you just perfectly led into my next question, which is what's your personal connection to your work? What's your why? Why are you here? Because you have an interesting, I mean, I've read a bit about you and you have an interesting path. So I'm, I'm really curious what brought you into functional medicine. Like I said, it's kind of a yeah. combo. Like I said, initially yeah. it was the fact that I had headaches and I kind of realized, wow, this works. I'm an osteopath, so initially it was more and a sports medicine doctor. So that's where I was, mm. was doing most initially with like, I was doing acupuncture and, and uh, some other injections and dry needling and that 
Then I'm like, okay, well, they're still not doing it as well as they should. Let me look into their inflammatory diet. And this is 15 years ago. So it wasn't as easy as organized as it is now. Sure. That's part of it. And then also why when it, the other part is I love, I love the puzzle of medicine. I don't, I mean, dating myself, I love the show House, which is probably not 15 years old, (laughs) but I like that challenge of trying to put the pieces together. And then Mm. again, so I either, I have some complicated patients and B, like I said, I love the fact that I can now pull from, I could do some traditional things. I could do hands-on. I can teach somebody how to box breathe. I can add peptides. I can do an IV and I'm like, and help people feel better. And again, I, I went to the path for four or five years of just trying to find help. And there's so many more patients now that you see, again, Facebook groups or I see in the office and whatever other venue there is that are just being told it's in their head or there's nothing you can do or it, that that's just, and I'm like, that's ridiculous now. There's so many things you can try now mm-hmm. to get yourself, improve your situation and help yourself feel better if you just were able to get the find those people to help you. So I think that's also my why now is just trying to get the word out there. And that's why Clubhouse, I mean, I'm a club clubhouse and now is so much easier than put, i can put a blog post or a youtube video up and people may not see it and clubhouse mm-hmm. if they're looking for something on mold they're looking something on wellness they're going to hopefully at some point connect with you and find you or somebody similar to me and it's just a much easier connection and they're going to listen because you can actually talk to them one-on-one they can ask their question and it's actually yeah. kind of a really much cooler flow than again finding a blog you have to find the blog and do this and do that and you, right. just, you, you may never find that person who can give you that why Absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's how I got to connect with you. And I've listened to you talk probably 10 or 15 times now. And uh, like I mentioned in the beginning, I, I always feel like I learned so much from you when you, when you speak about this. And I, and I, my whole goal of this podcast is to get uncommon knowledge to become common. And so thank you for contributing to the body of knowledge. And where can people find you? How can listeners continue to follow you and your work and get connected with you? first i appreciate that you're learning something from me that's that's why i do it the best way to find me is through the website drpaulvin.com doctor spelled out d-o-c-t-o-r and the best other way is to follow me on instagram because you can direct message me there and find out about everything else that i'm doing be it a blog post or a clubhouse room um and that's just dr paulvin and those are the best two ways to connect with me and kind of branch out from there Wonderful. And I will provide links to those in the show notes so that if you're listening, you can easily click on those and find him. Dr. Paulvin, are there any, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that I did not ask a question on or mention about peptides or um, functional medicine in general? Yeah, yeah. I want to mention one really quick thing. As I said, is that peptides are kind of the new sexy thing out there, one of the new sexy things out there in terms of treatment. Two quick things. A, don't try to do it yourself. Don't, um, I mean, you, I've seen too many people that are taking the wrong dose or getting from a company that they don't know what they're getting from. So it's the same thing. Buyer beware. It's not some, It's not a DIY thing at all. And the other part of it is they do a lot of benefit, but a lot, some, they're not going to fix everything. So understand that. Again, like I said, they may be a small a help to you. But um, again, so if a doctor tells you that they're going to cure this or cure that, have a little bit of a hesitancy mm. there too, but they're great as they're, they have a lot of potential. Stay tuned, learn a lot about them. And thanks, Stephanie, for getting the word out. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, that's it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to the podcast so you will have the next episode 
all queued up and ready for you when it drops. If you really liked this episode, leave me a rating and review. Those totally make my day. I love reading them. I love hearing your feedback. And and share this episode with a friend or family member who could use some peptide therapy in their lives. Don't forget to sign the petition, savepeptides.org. And yeah, we'll see you next time. I'm about to release a three-part series with mineral expert Morley Robbins. We are going to dive into magnesium, iron, and copper. It is a, we had to do this over multiple sessions because he just has, we talked about magnesium for like an hour and a half. It's really, he's just, I think he's like the top expert probably in the nation on these minerals. He studies them thoroughly and I'm really excited to have him on. So make sure you catch that. That'll be in two weeks. And um, yeah, I guess it's time to go back out in the world. All right, everyone, be well and be kind. I'll see you next time.